It's time for episode 347 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, May 20th, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's worth staying home for. I'm Dan Morin, and across this internet of ours, I'm joined by my good friend, my pal, the druid to my cleric, Micah Sargent. How you doing, Micah? <laughs> oh, I'm doing so well, Dan. It's a it's a good day. It's a new day, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're making it work. All right, that's it. Yeah, we're making it work. And who's making it work with us? Well, two fantastic guests this week to my left it is the co-host of many fine podcasts including analog right here on relay fm and some other podcast called the accent tech podcast and my good friend casey liss hi casey how are you what day is it even i don't even know anymore <laughs> it's clockwise day old, casey i can't even tell <laughs> i can't even tell you guys now how's everyone doing I, i'm glad to be here we're delighted to have you and to my left, it is the founder of AppCamp for Girls, a community manager at Micro.blog, and a prolific podcaster, uh, including the Voyager podcast and Sestracast. It is Gene McDonald at MacGenie. Hello, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Micah. Hi, Dan and Casey. I am glad to be here. I'm glad you invited me. And I know it's a Wednesday because it is clockwise, but right. definitely yesterday I was like, is this clockwise morning? Wait, wait, no, no, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> woo, woo, dodge that bullet. Well, let us, without further ado, get started today. I'm going to kick things off. Rumor has it that the next iPhone coming this fall may not include wired headphones anymore. My question is, are you uh, an EarPods user? Were you an EarPods user? Does this upset you? Does it thrill and delight you? What are your feelings on that, Casey? At this point, I feel like pretty much everyone should have at least one pair hanging out. Maybe I'm just too much of a pack rat. I don't know. But I have several pairs strewn between boxes and drawers and everywhere. So I'm not too worked up about this. Although that being said, when we last traveled on a plane, do you remember planes? Planes were cool. Uh, When we last traveled on a plane... Uh, if I recall correctly, I wanted to listen to something on my iPad using a headphone splitter with Aaron, my wife, mm-hmm. and I believe I had my USB-C earpods with me or whatever it was, something like that, and not the like traditional, or maybe it was like, I don't know what it was, but it was one of those situations where it was like, oh, this is that moment where I mm-hmm. have the thing, but I need the other thing, and I was so frustrated. Um, but anyway, I just needed to get that off my chest. Uh, I don't I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> uh i'm also and i don't care it's fine um i did not use the wired headphones that came in the package in fact i've got a stack of them that i give out to people as uh i find them needing them uh which you know happens on occasion so most of the time it's just a drawer filled with the pristinely wrapped in that uh it's it's gone from being plastic to now a paper sort of paper chip cardboard kind of sleeve thingy and uh they just sit in a drawer so for me no but i know a lot of folks who do use them given the fact that i do have people to give them out to every once in a while and for that case or in that case i am a little bit concerned because you know 
the the iPhone could be a big purchase and you're already spending money on that. So are you then expected to either have or go out and get um, some sort of headphones that work with it? Or are we encouraging everyone turning up, uh, assuming that there's ever a time when we're back on subway systems and in public again, are we encouraging everyone to just turn up the speakers on their phones oh, God, no. and play <laughs> it to the world? Uh, I don't know, Apple. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, Gene, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm... I am not happy about this news. I do use earpods um sometimes it, I'm a mix of earpods and airpods, but as you know, airpods eventually run out of power, or I didn't really know so much until I stayed home listening to things <laughs> on my airpods, and then I'm like, I hear that little sad noise, and I go like, "Oh my gosh, they do run out of power, and they do have to be charged um i have uh I have one old pair of um Earpods that still has the the headphone jack um, as opposed to the lightning, and uh, <clears throat> I hope I never lose it because there's still things like my MacBook Pro that has only a headphone jack, you know, and I um, there isn't an adapter or at least there wasn't one that adapts l- um, lightning to headphone jack, just headphone jack to lightning, and so I just think they should give you the thing that comes with the thing that you bought. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> the and, the yeah. And I mean, those, if you buy them separately, which I have done because I've either forgotten them or lost them, they're $29. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they weren't $29, I'd feel like, okay, you buy the $9 adapter or whatever. But, you know, as you say, it's, it's a iPhone and it might cost me a thousand dollars and I'm not appreciating the cheaping out on the, uh, accessory that actually you need. It does seem like they, they have removed more and more stuff from the box as the years have gone along. Um, uh, for me, I was never an earpods or earbud user. I just, they never worked very well for me. So I always use third party headphones. And only recently have I found a use for the, uh, the earpods that come in the box, which is I give them to my wife who has like a rat's nest <laughs> collection of them in her work bag because she goes through the, I don't know what she's doing with them, if she's chewing the cables or what, <laughs> but she goes through those things like nobody's business. And so she'll like, she'll be like, oh, I have to find a pair of headphones and then she'll like pull out the tangle. And then she has the same problem though, is like sometimes she's taking calls on her computers and she uses the headphone jack ones and sometimes she's using, taking calls on her phone and so she uses the light ones and i you know i hope that i have enough to to keep her happy for a while yet uh but for me it's not as big a deal because of the airpods and just third-party headphones but that said i do agree with gene that it feels like kind of cheaping out and i do think they should put they should put headphones in there but i don't know maybe they've decided not enough people use them that's the way it is thanks for your thoughts on that let us go to our second topic today which comes from casey so I was just wondering, what restaurant are you most excited to go visit whenever that may be allowed again? Or maybe I get, maybe it isn't even a restaurant, but like, what local thing are you so excited to do, be that a restaurant or something else? Starting with Micah, please. Yeah, I am very, very, very excited. Uh, my <laughs> hips are, are slightly moving, just thinking about it, to go uh, to San Francisco and go dancing again. I have not gone... Da- so, the thing is, so I moved to uh, California for this job at Twit, and... 
upon moving, you know, I left behind uh, my sort of scene where I would go uh, dancing pretty much every weekend. And now that or whenever I moved, you know, in Petaluma, <laughs> not a whole lot of <laughs> spots to go dancing here unless you want to go dance with the chickens. Um, and so I, you know, finally had the opportunity. I went once uh, to San Francisco, took the the I don't know, one of those transit systems to get there and had a fantastic time. And then it wasn't too long after that, that all of this happened. And so I have not had that opportunity. So yeah, food is great, but I'm gluten intolerant. And so a lot of times there aren't a lot of restaurants for me to go to that are really, truly good. But dancing, oh, I can do that with a gluten intolerance. And I love it. And I miss (laughs) it so much. Jean, what about you? Well, I know one thing I won't be too excited about is anything with pasta because I've eaten so much pasta in the last two months. And normally I'm a big Italian food uh, person, but um, I, what I want to go to, first of all, I want to go somewhere I can walk to. So I, you know, take advantage of like the few restaurants in my neighborhood and support them and be happy that they're there and their, their open signs are on. But uh, there's one that's uh, it's called the Southeast wine collective and, I want to try different wines too. You know, like I don't want to keep getting the same one safe bottle of wine at the one place I go to shop. I want like a little flight of wines and also a lot of little dishes that are made by a chef that are not um, pasta. <laughs> Good choices. Um, for me, I mean, there's a few, but uh, earlier this week, my wife and I were craving our local taco bar, and so we got takeout from there. And, you know, Ooh, it was good, mm. but it just wasn't the same. The tacos, they just don't travel very well. So this mm. place is called Lone Star Taco Bar. It's in Cambridge. They've got one over in Boston, too. And it's just, it's it's it used to be like our go-to spot for like, you feel like cooking tonight? Nah, I don't think I'm going, I want to cook. Let's go to, let's go to the taco bar. Um, so I'm really excited to go back there when the restaurants are uh, opening and flourishing again. And then just going to my local coffee shop, like they're open for takeout right now, but it was never about the food. It was about the ambiance and the atmosphere (laughs) for me. Like it's where I went to go do my work in the morning. And I missed that like idea of like, oh, I could take a walk down to the coffee shop. I can take a walk down to the coffee shop. I can't go into the coffee shop. There's like no destination at the end of my walk except to loop back and come back home. So I kind of missed that just having another space to go to. Uh, I think those two things are probably, I mean, there's a list as, as long as my arm of the other restaurants that I can't wait to go back to but those are just like the top two casey round us out here yeah for me um just shortly before the quarantine happened and and all of this started to spread i discovered a local beloved barbecue joint called zzq that does a texas style barbecue and i am a big barbecue fan and uh i discovered it in like january and wanted to basically eat it all the time mm-hmm. and then come march mm-hmm. you know i was planning on having my birthday like lunch there mm. and by the time my birthday rolled around in mid-march there was no birthday lunches to be had so uh i am really excited to be able to go to zzq and and actually eat in the restaurant it's like one of those super trendy um like industrial looking places and it has like a really nice patio and whatnot and i am just super super excited to be able to go there and actually eat some delicious brisket which i'm not actually usually the biggest fan of brisket but in this case they make an incredible brisket so i'm i'm super excited excited for zzq that sounds fantastic all right that is two topics down two topics left to go which of course means it is halftime here at clockwise and to tell us about this week's sponsor i'm going to turn things over to micah 
Yay! It's time to smile, folks, because Clockwise is brought to you by Text Expander. You know what? Your time is valuable. My time is valuable. Our time is valuable. And you don't want to spend it typing the same thing over and over. You can use a quick search or abbreviation to expand simple things like your phone number or your address. How often do you get a question of, yeah, what's your phone number? What's your address? Or even more complex things like forms with fill-in fields for email and message replies. Text Expander works on all of your computers and provides you ways to Get at those phone numbers, addresses, and complex things quickly. You can easily expand snippets when you're in the office or working from home, like most of us are doing. And if you want to learn more about Text Expander, guess what? They do interesting webinars every month, and you can sign up for the Text Expander beginner, advanced, and team webinars to learn more about boosting your productivity. I learned about that the last time I did this ad read, and I checked out one of those webinars because I'm a big Text Expander nerd. You can find all of their webinars and sign up now at textexpander.com slash webinar. Now, I've talked before about web about Text Expander being the sort of um, the, the way to have a stick of gum at uh, at work or school, everyone's like, "Yes, I love it that you, you know, can I, can I please have a piece of gum? I could hand out my little snippets to my coworkers <laughs> back whenever I worked at Mobile Nations." And to this day, I use Text Expander every single dad gum day. I don't know where I'd be without it. And if I remember correctly, a certain Gene McDonald has a, a <laughs> set of Text Expander uh, snippets that you can get right there on the web that I use regularly. That's right. Yeah, yes, I'm proud of fantastic. that set of, of snippets. Uh, and I'm proud of Text Expander. It is an awesome product. And I, you know, couldn't live without it, even though I don't work at Smile anymore. There you go. Text Expander is available for Mac OS, for Windows, for Chrome, for iPhone and iPad. It's available in so many places. And Clockwise listeners get 20% off their first year. You just go to textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. Trust me, it's really going to boost your productivity. You got to check it out. That's the only way to understand how it really works. Head to textexpander.com slash podcast. And our thanks to Text Expander for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All righty, folks, we are back from halftime, and it is my topic. All right, I recently found out that you can download Monopoly, Clue, uh, uh, The Game of Life, and a few others from the Apple App Store, and they are like the Hasbro versions of the game, and it lets you create little uh, areas where you can invite your friends to play. So, I've been playing this a lot, and I'm curious, what's the last game you played with friends and family? Gene, we'll start with you. Well, the last game I played was quite a while ago, and it was with Dan. Um, he set up some of our podcast friends to uh, play some Jackbox games online, and that was that was fantastic. And I thought, I should do this with other people, but it just seemed uh, beyond my tech capabilities, or at least beyond my uh, support capabilities to actually get my family to figure out how to do something like that. So I'm excited. Uh, thanks for those recommendations, Micah, because everybody knows those games and it sounds like they're doable. I am a big game player, uh, usually in person. So this this has been a bit of a blow with the whole not being able to see people. I'll say the last great game I played before we went into quarantine was a game called Wingspan, which is a beautiful game about uh, like bird watching. Um, just super fun. And I think in theory, you could play it online. There are some sites and like there's a tabletop simulator, I think, which is a thing you can get through Steam that has some uh, games built into it. 
Uh, and there's lots of other games out there. Uh, most recently online, aside from things like Jackbox and D&D, I played a pub trivia game that my cousin wrote for me for my birthday, which was really fun. Um, I, I really want to play more video ga- or more more um, tabletop games remotely, but it's just I do feel like it's it's hard for me to like get it all set up and everything. Um, so while Monopoly and Clue are not quite my cup of tea, I think I, I have to go back and check out some of the other board game um, apps that I've downloaded over the years because I know some of my favorites uh, are already on there. I'm just think uh i think seven wonders which is one of my favorites there is an app for that you can play online which is pretty cool so i'll have to do a little more uh, uh a little more work investigating options casey yeah the most recent one for for aaron and i was a pub trivia game that a, a friend of of hers of ours had put together which seemed like just an immense amount of work and that's probably why it hasn't happened again in the last month but um <laughs> other than that we've used a drawasaurus.org which is a very good like online pictionary sort of thing that is that works well on the computer it works well on the ipad with a pencil um i haven't tried it on a phone but i presume it works just fine there uh, and so I do recommend that. I haven't really tried anything else, though. And and I've heard the Jackbox games in particular, I really, really need to give a shot. So mm-hmm. that's on my list of to do's at some point. Uh, when I, It's funny because I feel like I have no time and all the time. But one day I will get to Jackbox games. Excellent answer. So yes, for three ninety nine, um, that's how much you you pay for the app. And I ended up I just because uh, convincing convincing family sometimes to per, to pay for apps can be a, a struggle. So I just went ahead and bought uh, a copy for my sister for my mom, and then my partner bought a copy. And uh, we have been playing Monopoly almost every night. But yeah, it works uh, kind of how some of the other uh, games systems work where you go and you create a a game and then it gives you a room code and then you send that room code to your family and they can then type in the room code and join this virtual space where you play Monopoly or you play Clue or whatever game it happens to be. So it's really well done. Uh, You can also play by yourself with some AIs. You can play online with strangers. You can play uh, what's called pass and play. So if you are quarantined with other people, then you can just pass the iPad or iPhone around and play that way. Um, and what's nice too, you know, you don't necessarily have to worry about internet connection issues because if a player is temporarily or entirely removed from the game, it doesn't end the game. They just replace it with an AI. So temporarily replaced with an AI or fully replaced with an AI. So I really like that Hasbro seems to have considered a lot of the different factors that come into play to make it fun. And also, I found that it's a great way to learn the true and actual rules of Monopoly because everybody <laughs> seems to play their own way. And this kind of forces you to play by the rules, although they do have a house rules option. So you can set up your own rules so that you can play it like you did when you were a kid. And it took 95 hours to finish a game, unlike the actual Monopoly, which it took us about an hour the first time we played for the game to be over. So yes, uh, definitely please give that a go if Monopoly sounds like fun to you. Uh, I promise it's not as grueling as you might remember if you play by the actual (laughs) rules. Uh, Let us go to our last topic, which comes from Jean. So um, I'm wondering if people have been watching video uh, streaming socially. So like watching a show with a friend who's remote from you and how you're doing it, because I have had, you know, since quarantine began, I have had uh, sort of regular 
dates with friends and with family to watch certain shows. And we have many different janky setups for how <laughs> that should work. Um, and I am curious if somebody has a, a non-janky strategy because I need some tips. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I had a non-janky strategy for you, Gene. I will say I don't really do this socially. Like It's not a thing that I do for like a pastime. However, uh, my good friend Lex Friedman and I have been recording a podcast for almost, this is going to hurt my head a little right. bit, almost seven years, um, in which we watch movies together and record commentary tracks of them. And honestly, our methodology has not really changed in all that time. We literally both queue up the movie. We try to get it from the same place. And then uh, as we've, we just got like a Skype call running. And then we just count in like three, two, one, play and hit our play keys at the same time. It's super low tech. Uh, but there's really like I've seen some of the apps and stuff out there that supposedly like supposed to make this easier. But none of those has ever really sold me. And I think they require some buy in just in terms of like people having it set up and having potentially accounts and all that stuff and it not working with certain services, et cetera. So it's really just the, the low tech way has been the easiest way. And sometimes you get unsynced. Um, I will tell a story about my favorite uh a time that happened where we were watching a movie and lex who was working very long hours at that point and it was late at night fell asleep during the movie <laughs> <laughs> so we had to pause and then it turned out through happenstance that the next time that we finished that he actually had to come to boston for a work trip so he came to my house and we finished the back half of the movie sitting in the same room and i edited it all together and nobody knew <laughs> wow that's amazing that's, uh, that's so casey yeah. you got a better solution for us no, I don't. Uh, you know, I wish I did. Uh, this isn't something that I've I've sought out. I've certainly wanted it on occasion. And the most recent example of this is uh, ESPN just finished a documentary series on the mid to late 90s Chicago Bulls uh, called The Last Dance, which is phenomenal. Um, and I've been I've been following along with a couple of friends of mine. And basically what that amounts to is the following morning, we'll just blow each other up on a group iMessage and talk about all the things that had happened. So we're not doing it simultaneously. We're just having like a recap chat the following day. And that's fine, but it would be cooler if I had some sort of Discord-like mechanism by which we could literally watch at the same time. So yeah, I would love a non-janky solution, but I don't have any idea what I would recommend. No one seems to have figured this out yet uh, properly. And I think that the biggest issue, obviously, are the rights concerns that, that come into play. Um, I have not done this with uh, friends or family uh, recently, but I did recently uh, twit every Friday. We've been doing this thing called After Hours, where we uh, play games or the other... Not too long ago, we had a cooking competition, which was a lot of fun. And uh, so the, the hosts of... of our Twitch shows will basically be on the live stream and doing something other than talking about tech uh, for that period of time. And we watched Netflix's Tiger King uh, together and provided commentary on that. And we just used uh, that app called Netflix Party. The problem is, as Dan points out, it is just for uh, Netflix. And then also, it requires Google Chrome. And also... There were most of us on the call were techie people, and we had trouble getting the darn thing to work properly, like installing it and actually using it. It was not a simple, easy to understand process. So there's a lot that goes into it. There's also an app that's called, I believe, Watch Party, mm -hmm. and it has content, but it doesn't have um, 
it doesn't have, you know, necessarily the things that you, oh, I'm excuse, excuse me, it's called airtime. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't have the, you know, traditional content that you'd be used to. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'd love to see someone do this and do this right, but I, I have yet to. So I'm curious, Gene, what, what method do you use to, to watch shows with friends? Uh, well, like a combination of things that have been mentioned already. So I've been watching Cheer on Netflix with my friend Aaron, and we thought, okay, let's try out this thing, Netflix Party. And like, Aaron is an engineer, and I am, you know, me with my tech, you know, abilities that such as they are, we thought we could do this. And but every time we would sit down to watch another episode, I was like, now what's supposed to happen? Like this didn't come on that we finally just went to the Dan and Lex method of like, okay, one, two, three, hit the thing and go. But those are short episodes, you know, if you want to watch a whole movie, without the ability to pause and Mm. sync Mm -hmm. together, it's a lot trickier. Um, the other thing that has worked kind of the best for a real social uh, moment is my brother-in-law and my sister and I watched um, Survivor. So we used to watch it in person together every week. So they just take their Mac, put it on FaceTime, mm-hmm. point it at the TV, and we just watch it. Um, <laughs> nice. And it's not, obviously, the, the picture isn't great, but it's like Survivor. You know, you can picture what's going on. I don't know. I just, I feel too like this is a thing. That, um, because I know people have done this before, you know, the the current, you know, situation we're in. And it just seems like a thing that somebody would have figured out um, how to make it work fairly easily um, with people who are not super tech, you know, without all the equipment. Someday someone will figure it all out. Well... Mm. That is four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. But before we get to the bonus topic, I want to let you know this episode of Clockwise is brought to you by our good friends at Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, the support, and the scale you need to take your project to the next level. They have 11 data centers worldwide, including their newest data center in Sydney, Australia. And with their enterprise-grade hardware, S3-compatible storage option, and next-generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. Get started on Linode today with a $20 credit for listeners of this show, and you'll get access to a revamped cloud manager built on an open-source single-page app. Nano plans starting as low as $5. Root access to your server along with API version 4 and Python CLI. Dedicated CPU plans with physical cores reserved just for you and so much more. Go to linode.com slash clockwise and use promo code clockwise2020 when creating a new Linode account, and you'll get $20 credit towards your next project. Oh, and Linode is hiring right now, so if that's something that interests you, go to linode.com slash careers to find out more. Once again, that's linode.com slash clockwise and the promo code clockwise2020 for that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, bonus topic this week, haircuts at home, yay or nay, Casey? So here's the thing. I always fancied myself having that super great flowy hair. Uh, two months in, not happening, if I'm honest. And I should probably just commit to having Erin cut my hair because she does our sons and she does an excellent job. But I keep holding out hope that that super flowy hair is going to magically appear and it's not going to look like I have my finger in an electrical socket. But <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, so I am pro because... Uh, wait. Let me make sure that I'm very clear. I said I am pro, not I am a pro, because I am not a pro, but I am I'm yay on haircuts at home because I have 
cut my own hair at home. Um, I do a fade on the side, leave the top alone uh, until I can actually go to a barber. And uh, because I because I have liked a couple of videos on Instagram of barber accounts, I see videos mm-hmm. all the time of barbers cutting hair. And so I've picked up some of the skills from that and have applied them to my own uh, haircuts. And so I'm reasonably happy with what I can do um, until I'm able to get back in. So thank you to Instagram video discovery stuff. Jean, what about you? Well, I I always had really long hair as a, uh, you know, kid, teenager, whatever. And I thought, this is okay for me. You know, I can let it grow out and be longer and longer. But it's definitely... um, I don't, I'm not going to cut it myself. I it just, I, I'm just coming up with more ways to put it up or, you know, pull it into a ponytail situation. Um, but I don't have anybody but my guinea pigs to cut my hair. Uh, so, <laughs> and, and they will do it. I mean, I've had guinea pigs who've chewed off hair before and it's, they're it's, not really it's very a, it's uh, a specific precise. kind of look. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm happy everybody, I feel like everybody's level in general of personal appearance is being brought down to mine, of like le- the least amount of effort that you can get away with. Even celebrities, yes, are, are now like us. Uh, my hair is probably as long as it's been in about 20 years right now, and it definitely needs a cut. So my wife gets this, she gets this gleam in her eye whenever I suggest she could cut my hair. So I'm a little worried about that. But then again, I usually keep it pretty short. So I'm not sure how much there is to mess up there. Uh, and I can always try to do it myself, I suppose. Well, I guess do you know, it. we'll see who's, being, who's <laughs> opening up the, uh, the at-home barbershop. Uh, but we have reached the end of the show. All that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guest this week, Casey List. Thank you so much for being here. As always, the pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. And Gene McDonald, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It was fun. And uh, y'all take care and stay safe. And Micah, we'll be back next week with news about our haircuts. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.